Welcome to the T2 Hubcast. Join Martin, Dave, Spencer and guests as they discuss all things personal and professional development. The T2 Hubcast, brought to you by the People Performance People. So welcome to another T2 Hubcast with me, Martin Johnson. And me, Spencer Locker. Spencer. How are you doing? All right, all right. I'm just a bit unnerved by you wearing your Wayfarers. <laughs> oh, sorry, uh, other sunglasses are available. <laughs> so I've got my sunglasses on at the minute, um, partly because when it's a bright sunny day, which is a rarity, but when it's a bright sunny day, uh, I get dry eyes and I, I, I suffer with my Sjogren's a little bit. So when I wear my sunglasses, it just takes that sensitivity to light mm. away from me. So yeah, I mm. often sit in offices and random places with sunglasses on yeah and, and, and for the older listeners it's like it's like doing a podcast with peters and lee <laughs> <clears throat> so spence we're not going to talk about the weather on the start of this podcast no we're, we're not even we're pro- though it's glorious <laughs> <laughs> so um <clears throat> spencer let's talk about let's talk about something which we've had a a, a debate on recently all right um yeah. if you remember in all the work that we do here at T2. Yeah. We study the human form and we study self-awareness yeah. and uh, why we behave the way we do, why we react yeah. to things in the way that we do. And a lot yeah. of that is around our human iceberg theory. Yeah. And we do things, we use the print tool, we do things on triggers. So yeah. what triggers behavior from yeah. a motivations perspective, mm. for a, from a from a deep-seated perspective. Mm. We then are a massive fan of Steve Peters' chimp paradox, which yes. means we get people to understand there's a chimp response in all of us. Yeah. That emotional response, that very quick gut instinct response, that fight or flight. Mm. And we do a lot of work, our own creation line of work around challenge and threat state. Yeah. So... You, you you experience the trigger, mm. you have the chimp response, yeah. you flood your brain with the emotions of anger and fear and all of this great stuff, yeah. and then you end up in either a threat state or you harness it and end up in a challenge state. Yes. Yeah. Now, what we've been discussing lately, though, is are we missing a key ingredient mm. in, that, in that whole human dynamic? Yeah. And the key ingredient saying... We go right back to the beginning before we even experience a trigger, yeah, that will generate that anger or fear response in us. Yeah, is there a pre-anger, pre-fear, pre-trigger state mm. which makes us more susceptible to these triggers in the first place? I'm so glad you mentioned that, Martin. <laughs> I think you're right. A predisposition, if you like, mm. and it's something that. If if I don't want to, I don't want to harp on or, or bang on about uh, the the my, my alter ego, my the, the other half of what I do. Um, but when we are talking about the resistance to interrogation training on the TV program, we are engineering that situation, and it surprises me really that it's taken us so long to actually come up with a a, a, a discussion point about this because it's something we sort of automatically we just accept isn't yeah it, i mean really? i mean you've mentioned it a few times so <clears throat> for those people who are not aware of what spencer's talking around spencer is on the tv show sas who dares wins uh mm. we're both former military but in spencer's military days he was trained up to be a resistance to in- interrogation instructor yeah which meant working with special forces uh where when they come to the end of their course they have to go through a, a phase of the course which basically 
uh, simulates them being captured and yeah. interrogated on yeah. foreign soil, like yeah. it, like it might happen, and you do the interrogating. But it's yeah. all within the aim of of uh, of building their resilience around resisting interrogation. Yeah. yeah. So one of the things that you've always said, Spence, when mm. you've described the, the the techniques in the show to me mm. is you purposely fatigue them, you purposely malnourish them, you purposely put them in a state, which mm. means they are more likely to react yeah. in an emotional, angry, vulnerable way, yes. right? Yeah. Now, this comes on to the point. So mm. what we're talking about here, what we want people to take from this Hubcast is if you are susceptible to stress, if you're experiencing a, a, a period of your time or career where you're being triggered into counterproductive behavior and feelings on a daily basis, we want you to think about one of the three main pre-trigger states that human beings can find themselves in. Yeah. So let's go with the first one then, because all of these mm. tie into your techniques in the show as well, Spencer. yes, yes. So what we found is that people are more likely to become triggered mm. into a response of fear or anger mm. if they are tired. Yeah. Yeah. Fatigue is the number one <clears throat> incubator for stress responses. Yeah. When you are tired, everything is 20 times worse. Yeah, and when you start talking, you talk, you talk about special forces and all this, that, and the other, and people are like, yeah, 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 yeah. But it happens to everybody, everybody. And and, and when, when we talk about this in the in, in, when we're doing training sessions, we say, imagine, and it might take a little bit of a stretch of the imagination, but imagine for one moment that on a Sunday night, you have a really good night's sleep. One Sunday night, you have a really good night's sleep. You wake up and you feel rested and you feel confident about the day to come and you uh, slip out of bed and you descend the stairs on a carpet of rose petals and you enter the enter the kitchen to the smell of bacon sandwiches and coffee and and the sky is blue and water's wet and and birds are singing and everything's great and you get in the car and that hour drive that takes you from your home to your work actually nobody on the road you do it in 20 minutes brilliant you get into work you're bulletproof you're you're coming out with solutions you are six shooting here there everywhere people are coming up to you chucking things on you, yeah, do this, do that, it's all working. And then you get in your car on the way home, again, nobody on the road. 20 minutes, you're back at your house, you open your front door, you take your coat off, and there's a child comes up to you. Daddy, 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 come and look at what I've got. And you go, oh, show me what you've got, show me what you've got. So you, the, the young child takes you into the room and shows you a picture they've drawn, and you go, you know what? That is marvellous. That is absolutely outstanding. I love what you've done with colour. I love what you've done with the shape. Can you do me a favour? Can I take this to work with me tomorrow? And I'll hang it up and show everybody what a great artist you are. Everybody's listening to this, Spencer, saying, <clears throat> you are kidding yourself. When's the last time that ever happened, right? But this is it. This is the thing. So the thought that night, because uh, at the end of this interaction, the child feels good. You feel good. The day was good. That night you have a rubbish night's sleep. You're tossing and turning. You're too hot. You're too cold. Yeah, all this, all this stuff that's just stopping you sleeping. You get out of bed the following morning. You're groggy. You're half asleep. You stand on a bit of Lego or an upturned plug. Uh, you go downstairs. Kettle's yeah. broken. Yeah, 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 you, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, you have a and nightmare. The, and day. The, the days are completely different. Yes. day, but the only differential in I know you, yeah. you, you're painting a picture there. Yeah. And I know why you're doing it because. The only differential is the sleep. Yes. One day you are rested and not tired and not fatigued. Yeah. So you are the best version of yourself. Yeah. You're rolling with the punch. And it doesn't, it doesn't mean to say that 
on that day, nothing went wrong or challenged you. You're just more likely to roll with the punches, shrug it off, or channel it into a challenge state because because you're not fatigued or tired, so you can deal with the triggers of the day better, right? So going back to this point in terms of of this pre-trigger state, the three main trigger Mm -hmm. states that we find ourselves in, Fatigue and tiredness mm. is without a doubt one of them. Yes. And it's probably the one in the modern day world that a lot of human beings struggle with for various reasons. <clears throat> mm. Children, routines, watching too much Netflix, social media, technology. Yes. We seem to we seem to have a sleep issue, which means we're wandering around tired, which means yeah. we're more susceptible to stress. We seem to we seem to accept uh, sleep uh, as a weakness and we deny it. We deny ourselves rest well, because well, we, we want to be motoring on. We want we don't want to be seen as the weak person. We want to be seen as the the, the entrepreneur or the business leader or the manager or whatever. And then you read stuff online that says, "Well, Barack Obama ran the country on four hours sleep." Oh well, good for bloody him. Yeah, right? yeah. You know, it's not possible, right? We need we we we've done we we've talked about sleep on on other podcasts, yeah. which you can access on the hub. But what we're saying here is, yes, and this is the main point. Every day of our lives, we as human beings will face certain trigger points mm. in our personal and professional life, which will lead to that chimp response, yeah. that emotional fight or flight response, which has the ability to send us into a counterproductive state. Yes. Right? Every day of our life, regardless of these three pre-trigger states, yeah. will happen. It just means, though, that when one of these three is not present, mm. we can deal with that in a more appropriate manner, we stand yeah. a better chance. Certainly. However, when these pre-trigger states mm. are, are there, like fatigue and tiredness, mm. it exacerbates the trigger. Yeah. So the most trivial things that usually you can shrug off or deal with become massively distracting or mm. debilitating for you. Yeah. Like the slow driver on the way into work, yeah. right? Mm. Like the flippant comment somebody makes in the morning. Yeah. Like the fact that someone's double booked a meeting room and you're supposed to be in there in five minutes. All of these things become worse yeah. when you're fatigued. Yes, certainly. Right, totally let's come to number that. two. Because at the end of this, fence, we maybe throw a bit in the pot around. So what can we do about these things, yeah, right? Yeah, sure. So the number one pre-trigger state that provides an incubator for stress is tiredness. Yeah. Number two is what we're going to call hunger or thirst, yeah. but overall, when you're malnutrition to an yeah. extent, when you are dehydrated or you are hungry, yeah. some people, certainly my wife towards me, calls it hangry. Yeah. You know certainly. the term hangry? Yeah. It exists, yeah. right? There's a, it, there's, a, there's some science behind it. Certainly. And you, you've got to think about we're talking about a chimp response here, and we're talking about children. And if you're a parent, how many times have you been in a situation where a kid snapped the kid's just gone off on one, and you're thinking, ooh, someone's tired, or ooh, someone's hungry. It's the same with us. It is, it's but, exactly but listen the same to me, us. Spence, right? If my wife was snappy and I said to her across the kitchen, ooh, someone's tired, <laughs> I think I would have something thrown at me. Yeah. You know, absolutely. That maybe, yeah, don't, you don't have to vocalise it. But, you, but it's the point. We're all yeah. the same, right? Yeah. So being hangry or being dehydrated or not having the right level of nutrition mm. um, will put us into that pre-trigger state as well. It yeah. will exacerbate the daily triggers that we experience in life, mm. which m- means we'll have more cortisol release, more chimp responses, yeah. and we're likely to be in a counterproductive state more. Yeah. So just as sleep and 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 Fatigue. rest is important, yeah. 
and avoiding fatigue, yeah. so is having the right balance of nutrition and yeah. eating well, eating yeah. frequently. Yeah. There's some people, right? I mean, they might, you wouldn't believe the amount of people I speak to who say, I never have breakfast. Yeah. Yeah. And I go, why? Can't imagine that. I say, why? And they go, I never have. Just, I just don't feel like eating in the morning. So first time, so they, they ate late in the evening, probably mm. rubbish. Yeah. Uh, went to sleep. And the next time they eat uh, proper nutrition will be around about midday the following day. Yeah. And when you look at our energy distribution cycle on the yeah. hub, your peak times of the day to get cognitive t- tasks done yeah. are through the morning. Yeah. And if you've not eaten or you're trying to achieve that on a completely empty stomach, mm. you're you're going to be more snappy and more susceptible to the triggers yeah. that arise throughout the morning. So, yeah. yeah, there's these people who are on fad diets or on certain diets where it involves fasting. It involves mm. not eating certain categories of foods, yeah. essential carbohydrates, whatever it might be, right? And and they struggle and they wonder why they're ratty and they're they're you know they're they're responding in a counterproductive way. Yeah. So hunger and uh, dehydration is the second pre-trigger state. Mm. You know, we've got to be aware that if we are not sleeping well and we are not eating well and frequently, then we're going to be more susceptible to the challenges throughout the day. Yeah. Right. The third one, slightly different to the first two, which are more obvious. Yeah. The third pre-trigger state that puts us in a in a in a place where it's an incubator for stress mm. is social isolation. Yeah. yeah. Now, what we found with this and what we what we realize with this is it doesn't have to be physical isolation mm. you don't have to be sat in a you know in a room on your own or spending living on your own or you know mm. it can be mentally yeah feeling mentally isolated yeah, and sure. not having the emotional and social connections we yeah. need to feel protected and yeah. collaborative right although it does help to be in a stressed position with a hood on your head and blindfold and white noise played in you well well, of course, that, well, that well let, me, let me let me link it back to the show <laughs> yeah. in a second because we're going to do all three and then i want to link it yeah. back to the show because if you think about it Mm. You are purposely doing all three things oh, yeah. to the recruits on that show yeah. to make them fatigue, to make them trigger, to make them respond emotionally, right? Yeah, yeah. So social isolation means that when we are in isolation, not always physically, but mentally as mm. well, when yeah. we feel alone, when we feel on our own and we're not protective or we don't have a tribe around us or we don't have meaningful connections, mm. we tend that is an incubator for a pre-trigger state because – when we feel alone, we have more of that fear response. We mm. start procrastinating, yeah. um, which leads to a chain of events. Yeah. So if you've ever fallen out with a family member, for example, mm. or your relationship is struggling in your personal life, it affects your work. Yeah. It affects your ability to be productive. Certainly. Certainly. And I mean, when you, when you start thinking about social isolation uh, and being marginalized, really, um, feeling that you're being judged when you suffer from mental health issues. Yeah. Uh, when you have a, a make a lifestyle choice, or uh, as in, let, let's say, uh, I, I don't know whether you've ever heard of the Sophie Foundation about um, basically people choosing alternative lifestyles and being judged and, and, mm. and attacked on them. Yeah. Uh, so we're talking about people like goths and, and rockers yeah. And, yeah. And, and and all sorts of emos yeah. and all that. Yeah. Um, but the thing is, you can still feel isolated. Yeah, absolutely. As a young person, um, as whatever you choose, whatever lifestyle you choose, whatever. And do you know what I? Do you know what I observe? Out of the three, let's just say mm. the three again: fatigue and tiredness, mm. number one; hunger and thirst, or malnutrition, number two; mm. and social isolation, number three. 
I think that the first two or what we observe in people is the first two fuel anger. Mm. So when you are fatigued and tired and hungry and dehydrated, mm. malnutritioned, you tend to respond snappily in anger to situations. Mm. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. Social isolation manifests slightly different or when you feel alone, when you feel unconnected, when mm. something, somebody you care about or a relationship you previously care about has suffered, you tend to you tend to feel isolated and therefore the 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 feeling and emotion out the back of that is fear. Mm. You fear. Yeah. You feel scared. Yeah. Right. Either way, fear and anger still put you in this incubator for triggers. Yeah. And for for respond responses. <clears throat> so it's really important. Now, if you think about that, um, coming back to the show now, Spence. Mm. When you're interrogating special forces soldiers to build up their resilience on how to resist interrogation should they be captured yeah. in a real-life situation, you purposely do all three of those pre-trigger states. You purposely make them hungry. Mm. You, you, you limit their intake of food and drink. Yeah. You dehydrate them. You purposely limit their sleep. So for two or three nights prior to the exercise, you'll mm. be having them up through the night yeah. Disrupting sleep. Yeah. By the time by the time they get to us, they are fatigued, malnourished. Yeah. And and and, and then what you instantly do is you put a bag over the head, <laughs> some goggles, yeah. You send them into a dark room in a mm. stress position, yeah, play weird noises into their ears. Yeah. So they can't because if you put five recruits in a room together and they were allowed to talk and collaborate, they can yeah. keep each other's spirits up. Yeah. So you purposely isolate them from mm. everything and anyone. Yeah. And, and that then allows you as the interrogators, and this sounds awful, by the way. I mean, people listening to this might be going, what is the point of that, you awful men, right? Yeah. But it serves a purpose. It's not Certainly to, does. you always say a great saying, it's not to break them. Yeah. It's What, what is it? It's, we're not trying to break them. No, yeah, we take them to that point. It's, it's we all, take them to the point of breaking. Yeah. But to show them that they can do it and come out on yes. the other end. With dignity. With dignity. Yeah. It's it's all, about, uh, I mean, what we're doing is in that, in that particular scenario, <clears throat> the point of the exercise is to is to condition their minds and condition them to to let them experience something. I mean, if you if you uh, like if you went to uh, if you want to take the, the TV program for example, uh, if you want to push yourself physically, there's loads of places you can go and do that. Yeah, you can, you can go, go to, to a gym, boot camp. You can go boot camp. Do a tough mudder. Yeah, yeah. You, you, whatever, whatever really gets you going, whether it's triathlons or whatever, yeah. you can push yourself physically. But there are very, very few places where you can push yourself mentally without breaking. Without breaking, yeah. And that's what, and that's one of the reasons why all all we're doing is we're allowing them to experience a situation that is totally out their comfort zone. It's conditioning their mind as well as conditioning their body. Yeah. So, and the reason we make these parallels, Spence, and we're talking about that is because you've experienced firsthand in your line of work on your previous line of work, yeah. and you still keep your hand in every now and then. Yeah. You've experienced what it takes to put somebody in a in a state where they are going to trigger off, where they, where they, they are going to respond unfavorably. Yeah. They're going to just demonstrate anger, yeah. fear, emotion, yeah. right? You you know what it takes. Mm. Um. And but it's all within the aim to obviously make them more resilient. Now, yeah. in the real world, in the workplace, yeah. let's bring it back for a second. Yeah. 
when you think about that, what we're saying here is we do all of this work on getting people to understand their unconscious motivators and their own unique triggers and what how their chimp operates and how to try and respond to, to when they feel like their chimp is responding, mm. how they can maintain a challenge state and not a threat state. We do yeah. all of this work. Mm. But what we wanted to say on this Hubcast is, speaking from both experience and research, mm. is that we what if we could recognize before the trigger even happens mm. that if we are in one of the three main pre-trigger states, mm. are we tired? Yeah. I'm not just talking about one morning. No. Being tired one morning because you had a late night and a few bevies yeah. is one thing. Yeah. Being tired every day for two weeks is different. Yeah. Do you know? So are you going through a period of fatigue and tiredness? Mm. You know, I always talk to you about my Sjogren's, my yeah. autoimmunity, the certain health issues out there that can create fatigue. Mm. And trust me, as someone with Sjogren's, I can go 10 days with fatigue every yeah. day. It's tiresome. It's mm. hard. I'm ratty. You know yeah, this, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. So um, are you fatigued and tired? Are you eating well? Mm. Is your diet on? Or at least not 100% on, but are you eating a balanced diet and eating regularly throughout each day, right? Are you keeping yourself hydrated or do you drink 14 cups of coffee a day mm. and you have virtually zero water, yeah. right? You know, all the health gurus talk about diet and stuff like that. And people sometimes go, the world's gone mad with vegans and gluten-free and dairy-free yeah. and this, that, and the other. Actually, there's some, there's some method in the madness here, right? Mm. And finally... Is everything in your social life and your family home okay? Mm. Are you feeling collaborative and protected and part of something? Are you yeah. do you have meaningful relationships in the workplace? Or are you feeling socially isolated? Are you feeling on your own, yeah. marginalized, whatever it might be? Mm. Because if any of those three are in play in your life in one period of time, mm. they serve as incubators for stress and anxiety Certainly. responses. And I think I think it was a really good point you made. Um, about uh, when when they aren't present, so when you are rested and you are nourished or and you and you are socially active or or, yeah. or whatever, then when you get triggered and you still get that chimp response, we need that. That's what that's part of what we do. We'll get that chimp response. However, our recovery out of that chimp response into a positive mindset, into a challenge state, is more prevalent and quicker and quicker. Yeah. yeah. So when we do have um, one of the three, so uh, whether you are malnourished, whether you are uh, fatigued or whether you are socially isolated, then that, that chimp response or that chimp reaction will be quicker and bigger. And coming out of that chimp response is generally going into a threat state rather yeah. than a challenge state. So you're looking at things from a, a counterproductive way. And it's a cycle then, because yes. once you go into a threat state mindset, mm. you become more defensive, you become more fixed in your position, you become more withdrawn, whatever yeah. it might be, right? So, yeah, it's a great point that you make. When you are, we, by the way, if you're not fatigued, hungry, malnutrition, dehydrated, or socially isolated, mm then you are, I guess, in a normal functional state. You are in yeah. a rested functional state. These triggers still happen. You have your moment. You have a little bit of a moan, but you recover very quickly yeah. and end up being in a more positive challenge state going forward. Yeah. Where we see people getting themselves into chronic cycles of threat state mm. is when this cycle is self-perpetuating. We are fatigued, hungry, dehydrated, feeling isolated, leads to triggers, leads to stress. I'm in a threat state. Mm. I'm displaying anger and fear. It doesn't serve me well. I then feel more fatigued, more tired, more hungry, more socially isolated. Yeah. 
leads to more triggers yeah. and so on and so on. Yeah. So if you're listening to this and you're going through a bit of a tough period or maybe you, you've, you've had a tough month at work or maybe something's out of kilter slightly in your personal life, um, maybe you just feel frustrated and angry at everything, right? Maybe you're reacting to the most trivial things. Mm. You know, ask yourself the question around the big three. What pre-trigger state am I in? Am I tired and fatigued, number one? Am I? And what can I do about that? Mm. Number two, am I hungry, dehydrated? Is my diet off, mm. right? Number three, is there something not quite right in my social life with, have I lost a meaningful connection recently? Am I just feeling isolated? Am I mm. feeling distant, right? Do I have the right people around me? Mm. And, in, and whichever one it is, the good news about this, Spencer, is there are a lot of things that you can do. Yeah. You can take control of fatigue and tiredness. Mm. People listening to this saying, Martin, I've got insomnia. You you try and live sleep in my body. You try and experience what I... It's not that I'm not trying, right? Mm. But it's not so much trying to sleep that we want you to think about. It's what other factors affect your ability to sleep in the mm. first place. Yeah. Right? You can control what you consume and eat, how, you knew, how your diet is. Yeah. Right? You can cut the booze for a month. Mm. You can do a low-sugar diet. You can cut the stodgy, starchy carbs, go to rice and potatoes, have lots of rich vegetables and fruit, and just give yourself a two or three-week turnaround on, on really eating frequently and healthily. Yeah. And social isolation, you know, it's not always it's not always easy with anxiety issues or with mm. social anxiety or whatever's happened, but you can do something about that. Yeah. You can put yourself into the fear, put yourself out, start building connections, start opening up to people, start talking, and start getting people around you. That's when people flourish. Yeah. They've got people around them. And remember, when you're getting people around you, it's the quality, not the quantity. Mm. The old great <clears throat> saying of you are a reflection of the or the average of the five people you spend the most time with. Right? Mm. I spend a lot of time with you, Spencer. <laughs> you're nothing like me. <laughs> uh, my, no, no, actually, I think I'm getting the best bits of you and you're getting the best bits of me. So That's what we'll settle yeah. at. Absolutely. Yeah, we'll that so... Um, I think that brings us to the conclusion of this, Spencer. Yeah. I think um, as a resistance to interrogation instructor who purposely puts people into a state of fatigue, mm. tiredness, hunger, isolation, yeah. you know the effects that that has on behavior. Certainly. You yeah. know how much that makes them crack. Yes. Be angry. Mm. Fearful, right? Very much so, yeah. And although that serves a purpose and it's not, you know, it's not, you know, you're a very nice man, right? Although it serves a purpose. Yeah. You've seen firsthand what this does to people. Yes. So we want people to just start thinking about those three factors yeah. and how well right here and now mm. they fare on those three things. Yeah. And the more you think about it, the more you analyze it, even though you might not be an analytical person, an awareness of, yeah, this might be why I'm acting the way I'm acting. Mm. Um, that ju Just that awareness, that acceptance. Acceptance to a certain degree. And then when maybe you'll it, it might be a case of I'll do something about it. You might fail, but just get back on the just horse. Just get into the mindset of yeah. doing something about it. Yeah. Out of interest, Spencer, which of those three pre-trigger states do you still struggle with? Uh, fatigue. Tightness and fatigue. Yeah. yeah. I mean... Um, uh, I eat reasonably well. I, I make sure I've got a quite a balanced diet uh, socially. I, I'm quite picky and choosy, but the thing is I work with some great people. My family are great. Um, I've got a social circle outside, so that's all right. But it is the fatigue for me. Um, yeah. I don't sleep very well at yeah. all, and, and I haven't for quite some time. Yeah. But there's things like 
because I mean, I was talking to somebody the other week, and we we're talking about um, what, how can you improve your sleep? And I was think, talking about, well, do you suffer from air fever? Oh yeah, I suffer from air fever. You have problems with that? Do you ever take anything for that? Oh, I, I take antihistamines for air fever. Right, okay then. So you take the one a day antihistamines. Great. When you take them in the morning, do you feel drowsy in the morning? Yeah. Take them before you go to bed. Take the antihistamine before you go to bed because it's going to last you 24 hours. It makes you drowsy when you want to sleep. <laughs> yeah, so not when you want to work. Yeah, so I, I take my antihistamines on the night before Perfect. I go to bed and it, and it helps me. Yeah, mm. yeah, and, and, the, and the reason I'm asking you that question is because, you know, I would answer that question the same. I mm. suffer most from fatigue and tiredness. Now, yeah. uh, I, I now know that's from an, an autoimmune disease, mm. right? When my immune system flares up and I'm attacking myself a little bit, yeah. I'm tired, I'm fatigued. Yeah. And it's still, and I'm right, and I do, I recognize my triggers yeah. completely blow out of all proportion when I'm fatigued. Mm. The things like the kids, you don't deal with the kids fighting and arguing <laughs> in the back of the car when you're fatigued, right? No. Yeah. You do, you, 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 you feel guilty about it later, but you, you know, you deal with it there and then, you know, um, I'm pretty good on, on diet. I've got a, a good diet and I'm, and I think I, I do it. I'm really good on social uh, social aspects. I very rarely find myself or feel socially isolated from a professional or personal standpoint. Yeah. So my biggest one is is fatigue, and if I can keep working on that, then you know I'm going to be able to manage it. But mm. it's not the same for everybody. No. Um, no. So reflect on it. Yeah. Think about it um, and make some minor changes in those three areas that could make a massive difference. Mm. And remember, it's not saying you're never going to get pissed off again, is it, Spencer? No, no. What it's saying is when you do, your powers of recovery will be greater yeah. and you're more likely to crack on in a positive challenge state than, than, than spiral into a threat state. Yeah, and that's the thing. That is something that people need to understand is the chimp. When you're chimping off, you are going to come out either challenge or threat. There's no third option. Yeah. There's no it's nothing. It's either going to be challenge or threat. So it's up to you to see whether it's uh, make it positive and productive or negative and counterproductive. And you stand a better chance if you avoid the three main pre-trigger states, yeah. tiredness, hunger, social isolation. Yeah. Spencer Locker, that'll do it for this uh, this particular hubcast, and thank we'll be back much, shortly, I'm sure, yeah. with another uh, interesting topic. So, Spencer, thank you very much. Thank you.